Hey, where are the white women at? But how did he get down to his underwear that fast? We'll just have to take this pants off so that I can take a closer look. Still others evolved so much, they don't even need to wear pants. <laughs> Fresh air. Oh, see, that's a funny joke every single time. It's not funny. It's a cartoon casual podcast, ladies and gentlemen. With uh, thank uh, God, Paul with his crazy hair. Yeah, well, you know where um, my crazy hair comes from. It's what's inside my skull. Yeah, it's. I, I like to think that it's your craziness manifesting through your skull. Follicle, your follicle manifesto. The follicle manifesto. Sounds like a good band. <laughs> I made it funny already, and I'm pissed off. And Joe, Joe was questioning whether I should be behind the mic today. Yeah, I was literally like, "Are you sure you want to do this?" I felt like the like the uh, the best man the day before the wedding. Are you sure you Are you sure you want to do this? You don't have to do this, you know. You don't. We don't have to record today. We, we don't. <laughs> Paul's uh, Paul's eccentric. Uh, one thing I do have to say right now that I am super fucking stoked about is we have. A week and a half until we see Roger Waters. Oh, we do. Thank God. And also, the, on the bad news part of that is that it's uh, D-Day. Well, it's good news. What's what? It was bad news for the Nazis. Well, it was bad news for them, and, and we lost a lot of uh, valuable people. But we we won. It was a turning. Roger point. Waters is not on D-Day. <laughs> I'm just saying today is D-Day, and we're a week and a half from Roger Waters, and I, they have nothing to do with each other. Right today, June sixth. Is uh, D Day? Yeah, or was anniversary of the anniversary of? And we're not going to go on talking about D Day. We're just not going to do it. No, 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 no. Uh, but I've, I've it, never, I've never it, been there. People say it's really an emotional experience uh, to, to Normandy. There. Yeah, oh, I, I, I assume as such. I can, I can only imagine. Probably just be losing my shit every, every. I'd just be a speed. Well, it's like the the time I had a friend of mine that went to New York City, uh, and he's like, "Yo, we're going to go to the Holocaust Memorial, and we're going to go to the nine eleven, and, and then like, get a wait, snow cone." Are you guys going to do that? Are you <laughs> doing that the same day? No, that's two different days. And I was like, "Are you fucking sure you want to go to the nine eleven memorial and right. Holocaust Museum? You only have five days. You're going to ruin two of them." And he goes, "No, no, not at all. I'm used to fine. It's like maybe two or three hours in each place." And I was like, "No, man, I don't think you understand the magnitude of what you're going to see." Right. And he was, uh, I was 100% right. And I've never been to either one of those places. Did we talk about this before we ran into on a podcast where my father and I were driving through Scotland and we ended up... Um, oh, where the Lockerbie? <sighs> Lockerbie Scotland thing was, yeah. Did we talk about it on an episode or not? I can't fucking remember if we talked about it on an episode. So it was, yeah, it was kind of the same thing. We went there and my father didn't want to stay there. We were running out of daylight and we needed to get a hotel or something. And so... Lockerbie happened to be right there, and he goes, I really don't want to stay in Lockerbie. You know what? All right. And then we drove around a little while longer, and we had to come back to Lockerbie because that was our only choice. And we did. And so we decided, well, fuck it. We're here. Let's go look at the memorial. And uh, and I was okay for 20 minutes, but something, I don't know what it was. There was a certain thing. Something just kind of set you so, off. Yeah. Or so I, it wasn't a certain person. There was pictures of people, of course. It was really nicely done memorial, but the people would always come around and add things. Were there pictures of bodies? Uh, no. Or was it pictures. like the pictures of people that died? That'd be, no pictures of no the one pictures of bodies are no, you serious a serious question no that's a dead, a dead serious question okay because the 9-11 right. memorial has pictures that people took that day of people okay like the the one still shot of the guy i think it's a guy that jumped off the oh fucking, god yeah the there were many of those it's guys headed, that like yeah. well there's the one shot of the guy who's just like doing a nosedive yeah. you know, halfway down the tower 
you know, that they have that. And I feel like if you don't include that stuff, you're just kind of denying that those atrocities sure, happened. Sure. So I don't know what it was. My We were walking around this. It was getting kind of, it was already dark, I guess. And so we kind of split off, my father and I did, and he went his way and I went mine. I would, just, I would start reading the names. And after a while, it just kind of adds up in your head. And you're like, you're like, oh. And I, I don't remember what it was. If it was a certain person's name or a picture or something. Oh, was it somebody with the last name of Gaines? Or no. Your, it, mom, your, your mom's <laughs> maiden name? Burns. Burns. No. It wasn't, yeah. It wasn't Buttons. Buttons. Yeah, it wasn't, which is very, she's a Scottish Burns. Which, by the way, I missed the last uh, Burns uh, thing. Yes, you did. Because it, truth be told, because my kilt fits very snugly with a certain weight that I have, and I was not able to achieve it last time. So uh, that's why. What about now? Right now, I think I get in my kilt. I think I get it right now. You should wear it tonight to the city council meeting. <laughs> that Actually, you showing up in full fucking Highland garb would be amazing if you just showed up and just... Paul, where are you going? To pick a fight. <laughs> I, I think what I'll do is wait, and let's not talk about what I'll be waiting for, but I think I'll wait for more, a more appropriate meeting. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I will, I will keep on my track of hitting the punching bag out there and getting uh, more sn- properly fit in my kilt, and right. I will walk in, in my, uh, with my big Tanders cross, dark blue and yes. white thing. And Fuck yeah. Anyway, I'll just come in there. So anyway, so, yeah. So anyway, so uh, it wasn't a Burns or Gang. It wasn't a name. I don't know what it was, but something just hit me, and it was it was an emotional thing. I just freaking let go, man. Yeah. At during that the locker room. Oh, I, I, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a heavy 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 thing. Yeah. Uh, now the D Day stuff, like I've seen some of the memorials that they have over there. It's like Jesus Christ. They really just know how to do their memorials. I think. And yeah. They, it, you know, it's like Europe is. Everywhere in Europe is just so fucking old compared and, to here uh, that they really, it's very, uh, I don't know, it's very finely tuned. I've seen pictures and I've seen some video of the Holocaust Memorial that is on, I can't remember which island it is. It, it, what's the river that goes through Paris? The Seine. Seine. Yeah, the yeah. Seine. There's one of the islands on the, uh, on the Seine has, uh, I think it's the same island that has, uh, what's the big fucking church with the hunchback? Notre Dame. Notre Dame Cathedral. I was going to say the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, it's definitely the Eiffel Tower. No, no, the big fucking abbey. But I think it's on the same island as that. Yes. There's, a, there's a Holocaust memorial, and there's a, it, it's like crystals or glass or something through the roof of it. And you mm-hmm. walk, it's at ground level when you walk down into it. Oh. And each uh, little pillar of glass that, co- that goes through, once you get into it, you look up, and each pillar forms pillar of glass from the outside down to oh. the underground. Uh, forms a little like all these different rays of light, and it's 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 like it's, it's like twelve million or whatever, however many people were killed in the Holocaust. Yeah, like shit, like if that, you like believe it actually happened. Yeah, if you, yeah, if you're a Holocaust denier and you listen to this podcast, <laughs> please come up to me. I'd like to have a conversation with you with my fist <laughs> and my foot, and I might cock slap you, Holocaust deniers. How is that even a fucking thing? How, I, it still is. Like, like how 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 do you do I that? Don't, I don't know. How how can they? No, I can't. Let's not go down. It just fucking it just enrages me. Uh, anyway, it's like the the fact that uh, the, the uh, Turkish government refuses to acknowledge the Armenian genocide, and I'm like, there weren't too many fucking Armenians on the planet anyway before they started. Well, and now there's even fucking less. It, after it's, that. it's easy to print a book and just forget a few things conveniently when you're telling your children and you just kind of forget about it, you know? I mean, yeah, from generation to generation, but there's still all those people out there. They're like, hey, um, my grandpa died, right? And then the grandma died, and then cousins died. But it takes, at, at some point, you could snuff all that out. You could totally just 
make it go it away in history. Forgotten. Yeah, like yeah. they say, you die twice. Uh, once when your heart stops beating, the other the, once when your uh, you know your name is. Hey, is it true last. you really take a final dump after you die? Depends on how much poop you have in you. Not always. Okay. The entire body relaxes if you got one on deck. Yeah. If you if you got one on deck and then you expire, then it's, everything relaxes. Nothing stays tensed up, and then you you know poop because your sphincter is always in a right. clenched clenched mode. But then there's also it depends on how long the body goes. Like what do you mean goes? Uh, before refrigerated refrigeration because oh, you have rigor you. mortis, and then rigor mortis sets in, so your whole body gets stiff, and then eventually it actually loosens up a little bit too, so you could shit again. But that's like. 36 hours or something like that as a body as your body okay uh, well as we call art assuming room temperature anyway assuming temperature Jesus yeah so Christ, uh, we fucking were... d-day holocaust <laughs> armenian genocide 9-11 9-11 <laughs> lockerbie lockerbie scotland <laughs> It's a joyous occasion. This is what I have to deal with, folks, with Paul. This is how I have this to talk not... him off the fucking ledge oh every goddamn God. day. Joe walks in. Hey, Paul, how's it going? Paul, I walked in today, people. Check this out. I walk in today, and I was like, hey, man, how's it going? I'm in a fucking and a city council and a goddamn airport. I'm <laughs> it wasn't really about the airport. It really wasn't. It, no, it was more it really about wasn't. It was. It was about work it was, stuff. It was about work stuff. But <laughs> God damn it! It was. I was just kind of standing there. Normally, people going off on rants like that makes me a little uncomfortable because I feel like they're shouting at me. Kind of like <laughs> if you're at your friend's house and you're a kid and you're the kid, the, the, the like your friend gets in trouble and you kind of feel like you're in trouble too. Like yes. the mom or dad is yeah, some of the. That would be and, empathy or... Yeah, yeah. No, there's another word for that. But I've... The, uh, I don't know. Not empathy. I think that is empathy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then <laughs> I am just... But I've but with you, I've just gotten used to it. I just am like, yeah. I'm not making a coffee. Yeah. And you, in fact, you thought, hey, uh, would you like some espresso? Yeah. <laughs> After your rant was over, your fucking 16 <laughs> minutes of... Uh, it, it, you know what it reminds me of? Have you ever watched Dennis Miller live? Back in the nineties yes. on HBO, it was hilarious. When he would go, I don't want to get off on a rant here, and then he would go off on a rant. That's what it sounds like. Except I get no he warning. Was a, he was a classic. That was a fantastic. Yeah, and then remember when he became a like hardline right winger? Yes. yes, I thought that was a brilliant bit of self marketing. That was uh, interesting. Was, he... it, it was because he was a, I mean, just hard, hard, hard left guy, and then all of a sudden Fox News became popular, and he was irrelevant. Do you, do you think he 90s. just? You think was he faked it the whole thing? Oh, yeah, I guarantee you he faked it. Just like. Uh, What's that? Uh, what's the uh, blonde chick uh, newscaster uh, on Fox? Anderson Cooper. I'm kidding. That's not nice. <laughs> uh, Anderson Cooper is beautiful, by the way. He is. If it just look, just fucking. Look I've seen him in person from a distance. Are you serious? Well, he's in Atlanta really? when he was in, when he was he's in New York now, but I think he was in Atlanta does, for. Does he just kind of glow? Well, yeah. Yeah, I figured it's silver yeah. fucking fox, dude. Yeah. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't blow Anderson Cooper, but I would touch his penis. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm 100 percent straight. I'm not going to. Yeah, jerk you him just kind of. I just be like, I touched yeah. Anderson Cooper's penis. You go, you get, yeah, people say, mm-hmm. "Did you really?" He's like, "Yeah, absolutely." I did. And then Anderson Cooper's like, "Tonight he, at seven. He probably wouldn't let you touch his. I mean, well, he might, but I think he'd really get into it. Probably he wouldn't. <laughs> he might. I, I don't think he goes for the. Uh, he would know you're not guys. gay. I don't, I don't think he's a chubby chase. Yeah, I'm sure he'd know I'm not gay. But and, then again, it's Anderson Cooper. And I don't think he's going to try to switch you. What, what's that? That's a big. That's a good sport. I understand to try to switch uh, people, switch teams, make them. To make them switch teams. Yeah. It's, actually, it's it's funny you mentioned that. I watched a movie last night uh, called "I Love You, Man." Did you ever see that? 
with uh, Jason Siegel and Paul Rudd. Mm, it Paul, sounds Paul, familiar. Paul Rudd's a dude that's never really had dude friends. He's always just had female friends, and he's getting ready to get married. Okay. Uh, and his fiance, he overhears his fiance talking with her girlfriends about how weird it is that he doesn't have any like male friends. So his brother is played by Andy Samberg, and his brother's a personal trainer. His brother's gay. Okay. And his brother's talking about how uh, it's it's it, uh, hooking up with gay dudes has become so easy for him that he now tries to hook up with straight guys because he needs the challenge. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he's like, what's your success rate? He's like, about 80%. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? He goes, everybody's a little bit gay. Everyone's a little, gay, little bit gay and adds, adds some red wine. And, and know, then you can be gay. And I was like... That's kind of insulting. It, it is funny, but then I like have to t- pump the brakes and take a step back and go, eh, I don't know how funny that is. Anyway, uh, but then there's always the guys that uh, do gay, Just in case, gay John, i are Yes, thank okay. you. Gay for pay. The gay, gay, oh, The, the gay sure. for pay guys. The, so you think, there's well, so much fucking money in gay porn. But they would have to be... Wouldn't you assume that you have to be a little bit bi... You think there are guys that are 100% straight, not even bi-curious, that do the gay for pay? I think that there are people that work on airplanes that aren't pilots. Did you tell people I wasn't a pilot? No. Oh. I was talking about your employees or people out here that work on planes that have never flown a plane before. A little bit different. We're talking about, Why? you know, wanking the weenie. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, that was an oversimplification. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I know. I, I don't know 100%. I've actually only, I've talked to, uh, I know, I've met three gay porn actors. Uh, excuse me. Three porn actors uh, that did gay porn. One you say of which gay, you mean male. Male. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one of which um, was gay for pay, and he he was actually a straight guy, married guy, and all that. And um, the other two were actual uh, homosexual men. And uh, he just was like, it's kind of an accepted thing in the industry. It's really not a big deal. Uh, if you, you know, it's it's you go to work, you do a job. You don't do that same job when you go home from work. And I was like, okay, well, I kind of, I, I guess I kind of get that yeah. to a certain degree. Jesus Christ, we definitely went off on that tangent. Yeah, I don't know why um, that, um, I can't remember what we, what we did on that. There was a couple of things you were going to bring up, I think, I was, up, I was I just going to bring up some whimsical shit to break up the tension. Okay, before we start. And then before I could do that, you brought up fucking D-Day. So. Yeah, before we start the whimsy of the show, the whimsy part of the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got to crank off the faucet again over here it's pissing me off oh god damn it the dripping faucet oh christ That's the deal. now he's going off on a rant again so it's now not it's gonna the be old driven. old man shouting at clouds again <laughs> anyhow all right, let's start the fun part of the show. I got back into reading. That's f- pretty funny right there. I've always loved to read. It was always my escape because I was a, a, a poor kid from the Midwest. And I just kind of picked up a book the other day. I, I just I stopped reading for you know whatever reason. Not stopped reading. I didn't make a conscious decision to go, I'm going to quit reading. Did you pick like up a book from where did, how, did you, how did you acquire this I just book? happened to, I was, something reminded me of the book. And I went to look to make sure I hadn't loaned it out to somebody because I do that. I actual a, hard book, not a, actual, not a Kindle I, I kind of book. I don't have a Kindle. I don't have any of that shit. Okay. Um, I like the tactile like feedback yeah. that you get from holding a book and carrying a book around and all that. I understand that. Uh, if I had a Kindle, I think I would probably not read as much. And I know to some people that just sounds incredibly stupid. but um, I, I, I started, a, did not finish two books from my I, iPad 
uh, one of the, uh, Steve Jobs, one of his, uh, not one of his books, but you know, a biography about him. Yeah. Because you need to be more eccentric of an employer. Oh, jeez. And, and another, and another one. I can't remember what it was, but I never. I got two thirds of the way through the Jobs book, which is well written. But I, for whatever reason, I just didn't. You know, I just wonder if it were an actual book, just sitting there on my coffee table. If I would have picked it up more often. And that's exactly why I don't have a Kindle because yeah. I have my phone sitting here. You have your iPad sitting there. Portia has this sitting there. She has. A, I think she has a Kindle as well. You. If you have if you uh, have something that you're carrying around with you, you're you're you want to pick it up. You want yep. to grab it. That's your you're 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 compelled to, to grab it. If you have something that does all of these tasks, you're not gonna do all those tasks the same way. That's just me personally. Sounds like you're the same way. I understand. Yeah. But, so, so you picked up a book. So I picked up the book, and the book is uh, and I'm I'm I can't wait to get made fun of for this, but I don't give a fuck. Okay. It's a Jimmy Buffett book. Okay. And most people's experience with Jimmy Buffett is um, uh, Margaritaville, and that's it. I mean the song Margaritaville. The song Margaritaville, yeah. and the former restaurant slash trademark infringement that we used to have here in town. Yes, that people got all pissed. I heard off all about that. It was shut down. Yeah, people love to rant and rave about that, but the bottom line is, is that um, it didn't exist prior to uh, Jimmy Buffett coming up with that. It's just fucking electric. I've property. seen Buffett twice. I saw him at Auburn University once because he I, actually he went to Auburn. Shout out did, to Mike Hinman. Yeah, Mike Hinman. Now, um, who did not go to Auburn? He just makes fun of Paul for going to yeah, Auburn. Yeah, <laughs> and then I saw him at actually. There was this a woman I was dating who was a big Jimmy Buffett fan, college kind of chick. Which is shocking, you know. She you know, kind of the catering to the <laughs> to the college female graduate crowd, whatever they are. But the funny thing was at Auburn because he was written about. We had our uh, I can't remember what the Auburn newspaper was called, but you know he was coming the town. War so Eagle, the Eagle, probably the Eagle, yeah. the Eaglet. I don't know, Eaglet, something, something. <laughs> The Talon. The Talon, yeah. So, um, so written in there was about his, because he went to Auburn. I think it was because of draft deferment kind of stuff. I think that's why he went. Okay. And uh, he didn't do very well. He had like a, um, he had like a. Uh, 0.8 GPA. Yeah, it was, it was a less than one. It was, it was a, it was a point something. It was, it's called, it was a point seven, okay. let's say. So and it was written about there and yeah, and Buffett went here in 19, whatever it was, and didn't graduate and left here with a. 0.7 GPA. So during the show, he talked about that article. You know, he had a break or whatever, and he said, uh, you know, I got a complaint here with the newspaper. You know, he goes, I, it was not a 0.7 GPA. I do believe it was a 0.8 GPA, to be more precise. It was kind of a funny <laughs> moment. He was trying to defend his GPA because clearly it affected his Well, career. and the funny thing is, is that they, uh, you know, had he done better, he probably wouldn't have been, would have made all this wonderful music. Yeah. Now here's the thing, people shit on Jimmy Buffett. They do, and I don't know why. I think because it's popular to shit on Jimmy Buffett. But well, his I, songs are kind of basic. Really? Have you ever even fucking listened to Jimmy Buffett? Yes. He has like no an choice. eighteen-piece band. It's not basic. It's not. Well, like I've seen him. Garage rock. No, no, no. It's not. It's not. I'm just saying. Is it's just simple? I think that's. I don't know. It, it's. I enjoyed watching him. I went oh, to him yeah, twice. He's a great performer. Yeah, it was it was fun. And of course, he's a he's an aviator also. He's a pilot. And he yes, has, he was a glider pilot as well. Yes. So uh, that's part of my you know connection with him. But um, I think that I just thinking the reason some people shit him is just kind of party drunk girl, college girl sort of you know Why do you party keep music. It college girl because that's what people always called it. I never named it that. I'm just repeating what other people uh -huh. said. Uh huh. So there you go. How about you have some original thought gains? Nope. Nope. Regurgitation Not only. today. Regurgitation station. Not today. Anyway, uh, so what a lot of people don't know about, that, what most people that are non-parrot heads, and I throw myself in there as a parrot head 100%, mm -hmm. 
what most people don't realize is that Jimmy Buffett holds the distinction of having the this he's the only person in the history of New York Times bestseller list to have a nonfiction book, a fiction book, and a children's book all on the bestseller list at the same time. That's pretty impressive. That is fucking impressive because it was his uh, a pirate uh, looks at forty, which is his autobiography, which is pretty great as. As someone who's uh, approaching 40, I got another four now, years left. I've read that book, and now I'm going to reread it just to see how relevant it is to my life now because he wrote it when he was like 38 or 39. That That's my uh, probably my favorite Buffett song, I guess, yeah. still. That's it, absolutely it, – Pirate Looks at 40. Pirate Looks at 40, looks yeah, at, yeah. That's a, which is a great – I, I celebrate his entire catalog for the most <laughs> part. I, if I had to pick, like I probably have – I mean, the man has innumerate albums. I mean, I think he has actual studio albums. I think he's up to like 35 or something like that. Wow. I, there's only like maybe four that are good from beginning to end for me. For me anyway. Sure. That I can just list. But fuck, man. How many, like, pick your favorite bands. Do you know, like, from the, the, is there four albums by your favorite band that go that from beginning to end that you absolutely love it? Well, the obvious. Pink Floyd. Yeah. There's one. So, yes? Yes. They have at least four albums that you would listen to all the way through? Sure. Okay. You wouldn't want to skip past? Cut, or... Talk about, yeah, of course, uh, Dark Side of the Moon, Animals, Wish You Were Here, uh, and um, and uh, The Wall. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, okay. So, there's four easy easy ones, I guess, right there. But anyway, uh, but I know what you're saying. There's, but, yeah, there's, it, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's kind of few and far between. There's maybe, but, but anyway, I, it's all music is real subjective when it comes to that shit. Um, the crazy thing is, is like the man's a great songwriter. Like you can't deny that. Like the songs are just written; they're they're put together well. That you know, even if you strip them back to just a dude and a guitar, they're 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 well written songs. Okay, so why do people shit on them then? People shit on them because it's fun to shit on them, and because of the if you look at the um, it's tinkly fucking island music or whatever. Right. But, uh, I don't know. I like I said, it's a certain level of escapism that comes from those uh, that music, and I've been listening to that music for a few years. When I first discovered the book that, that one of the, like one of his first books that he wrote, it's called "Where's Joe Merchant," and it it's a phenomenal fucking book. New York Times bestseller list for like three years. Like it's a great it's a great novel. It's a good story, right? But there's little references throughout that book to his music, and it just really was able to put something together that of like it it kind of melded the two together, like the music and the book, right? Which was really cool, and then. He has a, a book of short stories called uh, Tales from Margaritaville, which is just phenomenal. And then one, a branch off of one of the stories from that is called A Salty Piece of Land, which is he won some sort of uh, some sort of literary award for A Salty Piece of Land, which is that's that's a book that I read probably uh, for years. I only read like maybe or I would read about once a year. But uh, anyway, I think the reason that people shit on him is that one, it's popular to shit on people uh, and people get together in like a hive mind and just sh- pick and artists like like Nickelback. Like there's nothing wrong with the guys from Nickelback. Like they're probably decent dudes. They're Canadian, so they're inherently gonna be nice. They're they they but their music is just so fucking generic that everybody just likes to shit on them. Right. Except the men of those guys in Nickelback have sold a bajillion albums. But I don't know a single person that bought one. Well, it's probably like uh, with Buffett. Again, he's it's easy to shit on someone that's really really popular, which he does. He was made a tremendous amount of money with his it life. Continues to sell. Continue, out. It just it's, it's a fucking money machine. He's one of the he is, it really exactly. And when he goes on tour, Jesus fucking Christ, 
Like you can't if you don't get a ticket the day his tickets go on sale, you're not getting a fucking ticket. You're not. Right. And I think that I think that's another reason why there's a lot of people. A lot of people don't like him, is that he can be a little a bit litigious when it comes to his trademark. But I mean, he built it. He built it. Yeah. He came. He he invented this shit from his own fucking brain. Why shouldn't he be getting paid? Yeah. If you if you're like, oh, that song's really funny, and I'm going to start a restaurant. And you name the restaurant after that thing that somebody else created. You're stealing from them. Yeah, you are. So, and that's that's bottom fucking bottom line. What happened? It, so it you own this book already, or do you? Acquire, I, I, I you already my, had it. My dad uh, bought me that book, and I actually have a first. Uh, I shouldn't say first edition, but it is a first print paperback from '92. '92 is when it was when it came out, and that's the a copy that I still have. That my dad gave me. Okay, he goes. I think I just read this book. I think you should. You should check it out, and he gave it to me, and uh, it, it's fucking brilliant. Now the um, album that came out that year, the next year that he put out, it's called Fruitcakes, is my favorite album by Jimmy Buffett. That is um, a, a few of the songs on there are about characters in the book, and it was kind of an accompanying thing, you know. Um, but you're talking 25 years ago. 25 years ago, that came out. That was a bit of pre-viral marketing that was done sure you know but uh, it was still it's still the fucking book is just so good I finished it last night at like midnight ah uh, that was uh, my next question so you got through it and because uh, this is the whimsical part of the show the whimsy the whimsy part of the show <laughs> so I got through it and, and what it what I was just realizing is that as I get older man the more I just kind of enjoy little simple things like reading a book and not having somebody interrupt you but the older I get, the more I realize that when I do have, I'm doing something like reading a book, I realize that most people are assholes. And I'm trying to read a book, and they're like, "Hey, man, what are you reading? Shut the fuck up!" I mean, like if you're in public. Yeah, like I'm reading a book. Don't come up to me and, unless there's a fucking fire or like 9/11 Part Two's happening. Don't fucking bother me. Right. I'm reading a goddamn book. If so, I wanted to talk to you, I would look up and go, hi, would you like to have a conversation? But I, a book? I, I understand exactly what you're saying. But if you're like at a brewery or a coffee shop and it's still, it's kind of a social environment. It is a social environment. I, I, and I, and I, but what I was, when, when I am reading and I'm not in a social environment, somebody fucks with me, that's when I get irritated. Right. I'm not, I'm not the asshole that's going to show up to, uh, you know, show up to the brewery, sit down, crack open my laptop and get pissed at somebody if they come over and talk to me because it is a social environment. So yeah, I, that's why there I, are people I, that do that. I just don't get people going to like going to a coffee shop. Like I don't understand. I don't understand that. Like you're talking about a social environment. You're right. going there to be uh, closed off and private. So it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't quite get, it. I understand using the internet. I understand things like that. And like maybe you're in a position where you don't have internet at your house or something but, like yeah, that. But yeah, a lot of people do that though, right? They go there with their laptop or whatever and they sit there and they're sometimes they're all, quite often they're by themselves and they'll of course be working on whatever it's obvious they're working on. It could be even a business thing. I mean, they're not just dicking around looking on Facebook. You can tell they're working on something. Exactly. So they're going there and they're focusing in their intent and they're I just don't quite understand it. Uh, yeah. I, I maybe, maybe I'm not meant to understand it. Maybe they want to be around people, have them just kind of around. So maybe they're kind of that social and they want to be part of the morning crowd that's going to the coffee place and still be working. Or they, or maybe they're kind of showing people, hey, look, I'm working. I think that's kind of what it is. I think it's a little bit of that. It's like, hey, look at me. I'm, I'm important. Yeah. Uh, and I know that. Like, it, I can think of one it. of our I'm friends. Not. As soon as I made mention of it, I think of one of our friends that would be like, hey, man, that's not fucking cool. 
But I still, what I said still stands. So I, 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 I refuse to apologize for basically anything I say on this podcast. Is that kind of like when people jog, they like jog on a main street as opposed to... Like on a side street. You know, yeah, they, it, it, they just want to be seen. Yeah, here jogging. I am. As many people as they can it's, see them. I, I, yeah. The, hmm. I don't know. Or the people, people do that put, too. My favorite are the, the ladies that put on makeup and go to the gym. Those are my favorite. That is my absolute favorite. It was like, are you going there to get a date? Like, so, like, but but do you think that's because they they really feel self conscious and they think they really are really and they have a problem with they think they look unattractive they're not trying to maybe look attractive to pick up a guy or impress their like polish a turd a little bit like I, okay I, I have no idea I, I I and you know what that's one of those things I should pose that question to the innumerable amount of women that I work with because they. I, that's that's the, do you the, wear makeup when you go to the, you put on makeup and I can only think of like of like the maybe. 10 or 15 hardcore gym rats that I know, none of them wear makeup. To yeah. The gym. Well, there you go. They're because they're ones. hardcore gym rats, but it's, it's like, but I knew, I do know uh, women that put on makeup to go to like, uh, to go do a yoga class. Yeah. Which I think is ridiculous because I've done a yoga class. I do yoga at my house every day mm. and I sweat like a fucking pig. Now, mm. granted, it's because I'm fat and out of shape. However, everybody sweats like a fucking pig when they do yoga. That's right. why yoga towels are a thing. Yes. A purpose made article for mopping up sweat so therefore makeup is not really the thing to do yeah makeup it's just it's i don't like makeup anyway like that and even i've gone off on that rant yeah i know i'm uh i'm a makeup minimalist it's um the the people that i find the women that i find attractive um either they're doing a damn good job disguising they're not wearing any makeup or they're just not wearing any makeup the understated makeup is great Painted yeah. on eyebrows, look ridiculous. You look like a clown. Yeah, like, people, yeah, women, literally like a clown. People, and literally I, I, I like a clown. I shouldn't say women. I should say people because I. You can see it. You can see it on. Um, on now that HD broadcast television is a thing. Oh yeah, you can see makeup splotches where they've gone overboard, and a lot of times it's on men. Yeah, the the makeup it, people it, in television have had to really step their game up. Absolutely. Well, to the point where I actually have a. A friend uh, who does it's it's mostly TV movies that she works on, but she but she also does some television stuff that she's a you know in LA Hollywood type of thing, and she does makeup. And she said that a lot of it has got it's completely changed the game with oh, high definition. I, I remember when the first television. came out, it was like you could see every little pock mark, every little yep. tiny crater. But even us talking about it, I think, is what probably creates some of the problem. Even though you and I can both say, you know, makeup minimalist minimalism is the is the best thing to do. The fact that you said, yeah, you can see every pockmark, everything da, 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 that kind of promotes sure, it. Sure. But my thing is, is it, and I've said this before to female friends of mine, uh, and essentially anybody within you know fifty feet that can listen, is that makeup isn't for us it's for you to make you feel better about you correct and in a group of catty females it's for that group right so oh wow look at sally's face she's got that That, that's to make them feel better about them like like uh, one of the greatest virtues my ex-wife has that she wore rarely wore any any amount of makeup Save and time it was, it too. Was, fuck yes, it saves time. At least forty five minutes when you're getting ready to go out or something like that. Mm-hmm. Very, very like minimal makeup, like just a little bit of maybe a little bit of eye makeup, and that's about it. And but she and she has great skin though. Like she's always taking care of her skin. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, do you want to take a break? Yes, I think we're about there. All right, let's we're trying to keep on a little schedule today. I'm probably going to put some Jimmy Buffett in here, so you guys just relax and enjoy.
you appreciate the fact you're sitting here. Your voice sounds so wonderful, but your face don't look too clear. So barmaid, bring a pitcher, another round of brew. Honey, why don't we get drunk? And screw Why don't we get drunk And screw I just bought a water bed filled up for me and you They say you are a snuff queen Honey, I don't think that's true sure yes i'm positive um i feel like you need to chill the fuck out welcome back to cartoon casual we're trying something new here today are we we're working against the timer we're expensive oh i thought you like were we experimenting is that what we No, we're not gonna gonna do that we're we're working against the time no we just let it go whatever feels good and just kind of and just let it still sounds like we're experimenting. We sound like a couple of sorority girls. Could, could, oh, this could, just kind of feels right. It could play. It could play. <laughs> it's my college phase. You know, yeah, experimentation. I, I didn't go to college, but now I'm experimenting. But you have my college phases, phase. though. I do have phases. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we're, we decided to put it on a timer because we got shit to do today. And uh, I don't, you know, I, I'm just looking at the timer. I'm just looking at it now. We're also kind of doing something a little different where we're going to do some pretty quick turnaround time. See, oh folks, yeah! I, I know that this is uh, releasing some of the magic for you folks, but uh, normally we record uh, like a say Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the end of the week, and then post it the following Wednesday. Today is Tuesday, June sixth, and we're going to be posting this tonight. At oh midnight. yeah, that is kind of you know I never really thought yeah. about that until you just really laid it out, and that's uh, that's kind of a big damn deal. That's because I'm I'm less uh, of an idiot when it comes to uh, sound editing. Shout out to Dano for helping me out with that. Yeah, appreciate that, Dano. And also, uh, gotta say, uh, podcasts are starting to become kind of a thing in this area. Oh yeah, 
Uh, now the first guys that I ever met that would did a you know that were doing a podcast was six years ago or so, six seven years ago is a double D podcast. Go check those guys out. Which those guys think we're in some sort of a podcast war, but I feel like we have superior uh, everything. We have superior something. Although they did they did invent grinder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they did a funny job. They they kind of promoted our show by just cobbling up a bunch of uh, that was fucking amazing bunch of little bits. Yeah, it was kind of funny. yeah. The last double D podcast episode, which is the Nolans episode, where they were talking about uh, a couple of the guys went to New Orleans, and. Uh, the very beginning, they did a nice promo, which was something we recorded while drunk. I think it was Halloween at the uh, at, at the, the brewery. At the, yeah. at the brewery, we just walked into the uh, office and recorded it. I think on Zen's phone, if I remember right, on someone's um, phone. So yeah. if you don't listen to podcasts, then you can go blow yourself. That's what you said, Paul. It was amazing. There was <sighs> finer words have not been said. You know, I think of myself. I think of Shakespeare, Winston Churchill, <laughs> Paul Gaines, <laughs> P. A. Gaines. Oh God! Which, if I ever do write a novel, Joe, for your for your for your I recommendation, fucking, that's how I'm going to sign my. You should be signing everything as PA, PA gains. gains autographs and everything. Actually, I did a couple of paintings. Yeah, you don't need to see them. I don't think they're gone now. But I did actually. This is before I even met you. I, I would PA gains. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because when I first, when you first gave me your phone number many many years ago. You uh, Did I slide like, the phone number like, like Paul, gently, like sensuously across the table? No, it was very much like, hey, put this in there if you want to get cornhole. <laughs> put this in your phone, man. <laughs> Hit me up maybe late at night and you're wanting to cuddle. Yeah. No, uh, and I was like, your name's Paul Arnold Gaines, P.A. Gaines, and you're from the South? That sounds like a Southern writer's <laughs> name. You could just see the Spanish moss yeah. as I said my name. Yeah, it's a, it's a, <laughs> uh, a what would be your <laughs> Actually, remember I told you we've got this podcast we recorded. We just have never posted. Uh, not a bad one, which we've you talked the about. Four that. and a half hour one? No, 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 no. The other one. The other one is recorded back in December. That oh, just, that one. Just out of nowhere yeah. for some reason just haven't posted. Yeah. That's where we we talk about um, in depth the songs in the key of darkness. Your that oh, picture, the, the picture you picture my face. I think stories, stories from darkness, or stories, stories, uh, stories from southern darkness, or southern something like that. darkness. Oh, southern, that has a meaning. Southern darkness. Oh no, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> southern darkness by P. A. Gaines. Yeah. Look for that novel soon. Twenty twenty. I think it's going to be. I can just, out. I can just hear the uh, the frogs, the bullfrogs at the you know on the edge of the lake, and uh, I can just inhale the mosquitoes and gnats through my nose, and right now I can just by saying. And you can feel the humidity. Yeah. My hair is getting bigger just thinking about it. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. What were you talking uh, about? I was going to say podcast, so double D podcast. Listen yeah. to those guys. But then you also got um, uh, it's just I keep hearing about more and more of them popping up. But there was a guy that was he was before us, just before us, and he's no longer here. He moved away. Or yeah, something. he moved he, away. He did a few uh, a few episodes. Radio Kingman AZ, I think is what it was called. Right. I think he did like maybe four episodes. And then and that I listened was, to him. That was it. It was uh, it was it was interesting. What he was doing was just uh, trying to. He said that he was promoting local local Kingman musicians, but he never had any of them on. He, I, th- like, I think it, I heard he, him actually interviewing someone like from the Northwest or something. Yeah, like he he talked to rappers and people not from around here. Yeah, let's just say. Was, and I, I get what he was trying to do, but uh, yeah, he's gone. And then he moved. And then he's gone. And then so then um, we had, came up after he was gone, or about when he left. Was well, when we, we had were been doing recording for a few months, and then you're like. 
what the fuck? And somebody, I, I don't know if it was me that told you or you told me or heard about it from somebody or else. Dano or so, yeah, you know what? I think it was Dano that was like, hey man, I goes, hey, hey, told man. you this three weeks ago. Dude, fucking, I told you this like weeks ago. <laughs> fucking Dano. <laughs> Apparently, I do such a good impersonation of Dano that his wife thinks it's funny. It, it freaks it, Janelle out. She, she, she starts laughing. Janelle starts giggling and she's like, "You sound just like him." And then you do his facial expressions too. <laughs> Speaking of, Janelle left for Michigan today. And she's not coming back ever. No, she's going from Michigan. To like I think she's going. She's in a wedding, and then from from Michigan, she's flying to Ireland, and then she's in Ireland. Oh yeah, for, she's in Ireland for like three weeks. Yeah, I, I can already tell Dano's. I'm probably going to bring Dano a gift tonight at the brewery and give him like a bottle of lotion or something like that. And he's yeah. like, "Dude, I'm already stocked up. It's fine. I got it." <laughs> anyway, I know what kind of like. I know what kind of like. You don't know uh, unscented Jergens, not the Walmart <laughs> brand, actual Jergens. Anyway, the uh, oh the podcast, yeah. So so uh, so then that guy went away. Then we were doing our thing, and then there's another. Yeah, yeah. Scott Kern and Jason Edgeworth yeah. are doing their thing. Liquid Carnage. Yeah, look, look which is look. about what? It's it's like you know, it's. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I mean, it, I did listen to it's like one, asking, an episode. It's like if somebody asked me, "What's what's what's Cartoon Casual podcast oh, we about?" Describe Fuck, it. We have no idea. Yeah, we have. There's no good description. But I thought that they had a, a certain goal. They 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 do, and they did, and, and I haven't listened to the most recent episode, but I, I listened to the first few, and, and and it was it's it's essentially uh, they wanted to call it arguments, which is it's just you know you pick two take take you know you had two guys on there, and they pick each pick a side. Pick like a topic. Would, uh, like, uh, pick a topic and then argue each side of it like you would uh, in... In a debate. In, in a debate, debate like in a bar. Class like, if you're, or like if you're in a bar. So I got you. Called arguments. Except somebody already had that trademark on that. So they oh. mashed up their names together and called it Liquid Carnage, which is pretty cool. And they still kind of do that. And they just talk about... I used to do this with, with a friend of mine things. before we'd go out. We'd do this. I think I may have told you this. Andrew Latham. Hey, Andrew, what's going on, man? If you ever listen to this thing, he's back what in up? Atlanta. We used to... I used to pick him up or pick me up before we go down to um, Buckhead and... Um, have the libations down there and um we would some current event something that was really hot in the news right then we would just pick it in the topic and we would pick one side or the other and we just kind of toss a coin almost and that's kind of it's good practice it is good practice for debate yeah that's one of the things that i really feel like i missed out on i think i would have done really well in a debate club i think you would too because if even if you were rabidly against a certain thing and then you, you have to switch your brain around and go, all right, I'm for this 100% now. I'm going to win this damn debate. It's amazing how much stuff that you can come up with and still win and, and do well with it. I think that's how uh, politics works. That's exactly, you're exactly right. <laughs> yeah, that's where we are. We're living through that right now here no, in K-Town. Yes, no. So Sorry. if we had, if we, <laughs> you know, we could do like a six hour a week podcast oh, my God. on politics and not just on the national level, oh, Trump, this, oh, Hillary, that, 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 that. Uh, it would flag just burning, good, good, all, oh, all sorts God. of shit. We just beat all those abortion, all these wow. hot button. I would, I <laughs> see that's the thing though. Like I would, I'm such an asshole. I wouldn't pick those hot button topics to talk about. I would want to talk about uh, a tort reform or some people <laughs> things that things that put people to fucking sleep. Why is the tax code gerrymandering thirty thousand fucking pages long? Now gerrymandering is a big fucking deal. It is a big it's, deal, it's a but you're gonna lose a lot of people. Gonna go. Yeah, people are just gonna be like, yeah, whatever. You're like, hey, hey, wait, wake up, buddy. What? 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 <laughs> Anyhow, I forgot what the term came. When we talk about this, we learned where the term gerrymandering came from. I 
heard this, read this. I, I think I heard it on a podcast, actually, I someone else's podcast. Actually, was it a Rogan or was it a... This I, term came... Stuff anyway. You Should Know podcast, which is one of my favorites yeah. to listen to every week. Uh, they they talked about it a few maybe maybe a month ago. And I can't remember where the term comes from, but I know it's a very old term. And it was actually something that's... I want to say it's borrowed from something. I'm not going to get on my phone. I'm not going to look it up. Nope. You people feel free to chime in. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we were talking about uh, uh, books. Before. Yeah. Before. Before we went to break, I wanted to ask you something. Yeah. Is there a book that you find yourself going back to every so often? And at certain points in your life, you're like, wow. And then you get like a little more insight to it. Because that happened to me this past week when I read that, that book that I'd read. I hadn't read it in probably 10 or maybe 12 years. And my life is so different than it was 10 years ago that I got, I, I, there were things in that book that I'd read. Like I said, I've read it probably 20 times now. And I found more insight into things. I caught things that I never caught before. I just never noticed because I'm just getting on in my years. I, this is fascinating that you brought this up because I was, I wouldn't call myself a voracious reader before, but I read fairly regularly. Let's just say some of the big stuff you all heard of the Crichton's things and all, you know, the different, different bigger stuff. And then, oh God, what's the um, book about Peru and the, uh, Jesus, the Celestine prophecy. Celestine prophecy. Are you yeah, fucking, I didn't yeah, know yeah. you were a Celestine yeah. prophecy guy. No, well, my dad handed yeah. me that book when I was like sixteen. And yeah, fucking uh, uh, James Redfield. Yes, and so there's that, and so I, I read occasionally, and I would have a, I would have my bed and nightstand, this perfect lamp that I bought for reading in bed, and all kind. Of, it was a, it was a perfect sort of setup, and then I really haven't read anything since I moved here, and I, I can't explain it. The, the shift, probably a lot of personal things were happening too after I moved here, and things it just kind of got weird. And um, the only book I ever really read, and not all the way through, no, a couple of us, I told you about that on, the, on my iPad, was the Steve Jobs, and then I uh, can't remember what the other one was. And, um, and so when I was in college, um, and the people are going to bash me for this, and because there are certain elements I still like, and it was Atlas Shrugged. And it was uh, from Ayn Rand, of course. And that was Kevin Madigan, who's a friend of mine I was good friends with, lived across the hall. He was a guy that we worked at the radio station together with. I told you we got fired from, ah, okay. from WEGL. Yeah. So he's the one that kind of introduced me to that because I was talking about industry or this or that or whatever it was. And he had a copy. And I, fa- I found it when I moved, whatever, recently. And I found the original paperback copy that he gave me. And I read it probably three or four or five times. It's a thick book. It's, but I have the original one that he gave me. I've never read uh, never read any Ayn Rand. I, 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 maybe I should. Maybe that would just, maybe that would knock some sense into me, so to speak. Well, it, it will and it but, won't. Because now I, I view things a little bit differently. And I understand, I understand her philosophy. Her, her, I, under, I get her point of view, what she's saying. But it just doesn't really work 100%. It's kind of like... Some of the Libertarian Party that we've talked about this before, how how it's easy to say, well, this and you know, it's certain certain stance you take, and it's easy to sound a certain way and be noble and whatever and stick to it. And I get that, but in the real world that we're all dealing with, it doesn't really work that way. Right. It just doesn't quite not quite that way as it's as you think or as the book Atlas Shrugged says. It's basically. Atlas Shrugged. You know the premise of the why it's called Atlas Shrugged. I have nothing. I will basically give you the background of or why it's okay. titled that way. It's like um, the premise is there are industrialists or people of the world that kind of keep it going. Uh, these are um, this is written back in the when was it written back in the nineteen thirty thirty yeah I was going to say thirty whatever. So talking about copper mines, steel producers, railroad. You know, there's all these big industry giants that are exist and. 
and the leaders kind of are going, going away slowly. I mean, they're just leaving, they're just quitting, and the world economy and the economy is slowly collapsing. And the point is, the Atlas Shrug thing is, is that you see Atlas is holding the world on his shoulders, and Atlas is represented into this novel by all these industrialists. And what it is, the kind of the theme is that a man decides that he is going to quit you know, he's an industrialist, big thinker, philosopher, thinker guy, and he's just tired of all the people sucking off of him. You know, he, he, he knows or believes he's superior to everybody. And he says, fuck it, I'm done. You know, I'm, I'm not going to do any of this anymore. And I'm, I'll let my business and my company collapse. And I'll just start my own thing on my own in the middle of nowhere kind of thing. And um, so he slowly goes around privately finding these people that are running the world that he thinks are running the world, you know, that are, that are holding everybody else up. You're Atlas, you're holding the rest of the right. world up and, and can convince them slowly one by one to leave this fucking mess. Let's go start our own utopia. If you will, we will leave everybody that depends on us because they're just getting salary from us. And we're the ones that are keeping it up and fuck them. We have our money, we have our ways. We'll just leave. And that's Atlas shrugging. Eventually Atlas shrugs and the world collapses. Gotcha. Because all the movers, the movers and the shakers, the real people of the world, and, co- and they even invited a couple philosophers in that cast because they knew they were going to start their own little world and kind of form it their way. But what happens is, as you know, even if they start their own perfect world, eventually it's going to, it gets the way it does. There's always this evolution. And why is it, right? Things seem to, the huge part of society seems to devolve always. There's always people that keep things going, keep their morals and their compass, whatever. But it's just on balance. It just seems like things always get worse. It just that's how I kind of feel. Cyclical, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Indeed. and 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 that's always so. Even if they were to go to a place by themselves and have this after a number of generations, it's still going to get all fucked up unless you unless you're able to just kick these people out. You know, say, well, this, you're not pulling your own weight. And you're not adding anything to our society. So you're done. You're gone. And. And I guess the thing is now is you can't really run anywhere either, right? We in this country, especially, it was the last big hope was the West Coast. Everybody went this way, and we mowed over the Indians on the way there, right? And um, but now you can't leave anywhere else except if Elon Musk has his way. He's going to be leaving to Mars. Um, <laughs> that is the kind of the next step, isn't it? It is. So so so, and everything is kind of. It takes if you just let shit go. It just gets bad and, and kind of corrupt and negative. It takes effort. It takes work to keep things better. Well, it sounds like a, any person I've ever talked to that's in a uh, that is in a successful long term relationship will will tell you it's work. This is not easy. This is yeah. work. It's work. It's work every single day. So, yeah, yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. So and, that that's kind of the premise of the book. And I know a lot of people. I know that I used to talk with uh, with Nancy Rhodes about it too because a lot of people. And I was more, you know, I, I was actually a Republican party years ago. I worked for them back in, in Atlanta. This is, we're talking decades ago, and I dropped it. And, uh, but a lot of liberals, let's say, hate Atlas Shrub because it's all, they think it's all about, it's all self-centered for themselves and nobody else. And that's not really quite what it is because these people that are wealthy can also help with people if they want to. They, they don't like the idea of the government taking from them and redistributing. And we're, we've had these conversations all the time. There are people, we have these philosophical discussions or political discussions all the time as well, where you, you know, it force you at the end of a gun effectively with, through taxes. Of course. And they yeah. redistribute wealth. Now, God, that's a big topic, right? Whether we should do that or shouldn't do that. And there's a lot of people out there that really believe we should not do that at all. One bit, not one bit. I don't think that's the 
best answer for society as a whole. I just don't. I think that would be complete chaos. I, yeah, I think that would be really, really bad. Uh, and yeah. that, I think that would be a huge step back uh, as worldwide. But I know people will disagree with that. I, I understand really, the thinking I, of it. I, I get where now, it comes from. Well, now I really need to read Ayn Rand. Well, I, I, it's I, I, it's a tiny print and a lot of pages, man. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. You know, sounds like the Bible. But you can just read a big old synopsis of it and say, "Yeah, I read it and fine." It's and good. there's a movie. There's, that, the, actually, the, there, there were three movies because the the Atlas Shrugged is in three parts, three big parts. Okay. So there are three movies that were made, that, and they were all different actors, I believe, all the way through. The first one actually is not bad, and I've got, I think, I have all three copies because I was really into the book, you know, years, yeah. years, decades ago. So I bought the, I bought all three and have it on DVD, I believe. But the first one is actually not bad at all. I thought. Hmm. Tom Selleck actually wanted to do it. He wanted to do um, Atlas Shrugged, and he was going to be funding it and, and being one of the lead, you know, the heroes of the movie, right. whatever, and it never came about. And then this thing happened, uh, this three-part series. And, again, the first one is probably gets about a 70 or 80% rating, something yeah. like that. Now, and, I, I kind of want to go back to... Celestine Prophecy because I've never met anybody else out in the world that's actually read that book. Oh, don't quiz me on it because <laughs> I'm not going to. Yeah. No, I'm not going to quiz you on it. it just uh, yeah. it's interesting because uh, I I read that when my dad handed me that. I don't think he even handed it to me. I think he just had it. He smacked you in the head. No, he didn't, I didn't, even see, oh. nah, he didn't smack me in the head. It's not like the the <laughs> Abraham Lincoln's biography. Shout out to Charlie. <laughs> uh, he didn't smack me with the book. He just. Uh, uh, I think it was just laying around, and I grabbed it, and I was like, what is this about? He goes, well, you should check it out. I was young. It's a very heady book for somebody who was like 16, sure. 17. Oh, yeah. Um, but, and then, the, like, I read all the Celestine Prophecy, and then I read the the 10th Insight, and then there's, like, there's another one out there, and I own it just because my dad owned it, and I inherited a bunch of his books, and it's something Secret of Shambhala or something like that. I remember seeing so these, but I never went before. three books in that series that, and... Very new agey. Oh like, yeah, like I like I know Sarah Ferry would look at me and go, and you call me a hippie. I may actually want to. Now we're talking about it. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm, I don't know where the book is. Is in one of my boxes somewhere. I, I have a copy of the Celestine Prophecy at my house. If you want to borrow. Okay, it. sure. Um, it's uh for those of you that don't know what we're talking about. It's a weird. Oh God, I can't even like the narrator. It's one of the, written kind of like Fight Club where you don't know the guy's name. Like he never yeah. actually says his name. The guy meets up with a girl that he used to be friends with or dated or whatever and she convinces him that she's uh, you know that they've uncovered some really cool shit in Peru and then he goes down to Peru and then he meets these people and then you find out that there's no such thing as coincidences that things happen for a reason mm-hmm. and it's not God or Jesus it's all this is like it's a very much a higher spiritual plane and all this other cool shit happens and they made a really terrible fucking movie. Uh, oh did, yeah! Did you ever see no, that? No, I didn't. But oh, I heard it was about it. Yeah. Fucking god awful. But now, but now it, we're talking about all the the drugs and stuff we're talking about in Central and South or South America. I'm thinking of the Celestine Prophecy book, and I'm thinking I don't remember them. I don't remember them touching ever touching up, on ayahuasca or anything. But but now I'm thinking. I wonder if I wonder if they wanted to, or I wonder if they they probably they had to know about it when they wrote this thing. Well, maybe they, it's, maybe it's an allegory for that. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. I, I mean, know. it's it could be. I don't know. Now I'm going to read it with a whole different perspective, and that's and that's what I that's what I was coming around to. I was hoping you would bring that up. Is that I'm going to go back and read? Uh, it's not that I'm I've read all the books I want to read. It's not that I'm going to go back and read books that I've always kept in my in my back of my head. Of yeah, I've read that. I read that a few times, and it and it I took from it at that time at that period of my life what I needed to take from it. Now I want to reread it after reading this last uh, 
uh, book, uh, Where's Joe Merchant, you know, from oh, yeah. Jimmy Buffett. Mm-hmm. After reading that and, ga- and, ga- and just at a different age, you know, in my, uh, or a different uh, era in my life, I got so much more out of it. So I'm going to go back and read them. Celestine Prophecy is going to be one of them. Uh, I'm going to go back and read, I uh, can't believe I'm bringing this up, A People's History of the United States. By Howard Zinn, have you ever have you ever heard of that? Give me one? another. Yeah, what's going to happen? I'm going to read the Celestine Prophecy again, and I want you to start feeding me uh, books. Okay, I can do that. Uh, I'll give you start the one back. Double D podcast. Double D podcast. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked down at the post note that says, "Remember, this Double D podcast." No, this is not the. I, double are D you podcast. as tired as I am? I'm just freaking tired. I am. Today. I am also tired. I, I slept like dog shit this morning. I'm so, going to do. I'm um, going to do. I'm going. I hate to bring that. I've been kind of staying away, but damn it, on the way to the meeting, I'm going to. Um, that city wasn't council. the KKK meeting, by the way. Yeah, it's not a, a rally. It's a it's, <laughs> it's a city council meeting. I'm going to I'm gonna I'm gonna pop a couple five hour energies. Okay, so Portia brought this up to me the other day. She goes, "You know, Paul drinks like two of those at a time." I said, "Yeah." And she knows because I bought some. She's my dealer. She, yeah, she's your dealer because she works at the Quick Stop. <laughs> and she uh, she's like, that, "That's not that can't be good for him." I'm like, "No," I, and he knows it. Yeah, but I don't do it all the time. You don't. If you pop two of them, you're not getting ten hours worth of energy. You're getting no, too much energy for five hours. That's what I'm looking for. You really want to get that fucking revved up? What happens? You stand up in front of city council and be like, well, "You fucking, we need a goddamn burn this fucking place to the ground, motherfucker!" Like, wow. I, I think it would be. I, I I don't want you to create or have some sort of an incident. I don't want you to make the daily minor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just minds. if I just if I just get uh, I, I just have to. It just helps me wake up reasonably quickly. Right. Okay. I'm just saying I'm tired. I'm not sure what happened last night. I think I got minimal sleep. I think I slept well. I just um, I don't know. So I know you know we're gonna be leaving not too much longer from now. I think I can't I can't wake up. You made coffee though, and I didn't drink any. So nope, I'm sorry. You should. You should get on that. Anyway, yeah. uh, so I'm going to go back and reread books. some books, and I'll just start. I'm going to start feeding them, uh, yeah. t- feeding you books because I. Selfie like Price, if I recall, is not that long. It's about that thick, if I recall. On the hardback, it's not, yeah, it's hardback not, is what I have. Hardback is what I have. Yeah, it's not. Like it's that. not a lot. It's maybe 250 pages, 300 pages. Yeah, so you can rip through it pretty easy quick. Uh, another one, uh, Howard Zinn's A People's History of the United States, which is nonfiction, and it's one of the first books I ever read that filled in the blanks of questions that I had from history class from years and years and years back. Um, and it's it, it's funny because the, the, what brought it to my attention was in the movie Goodwill Hunting. Yes. There's, oh, there's yes. That, there's that scene where Matt Damon's in, in the bar. Williams. Nope. Oh. Nope. He's uh, it, the uh, it's it's the first meeting that uh, Will and uh, whatever Robin Williams character his the first meeting that they have, and he stands up and he's like, "You people and all your fucking books, man. You you spout off all this shit. You surround yourself with the wrong fucking books." And he goes, "What are the right fucking books, Will?" He goes. How about Howard Zinn's uh, People's History of the United States? That'll that'll fucking blow your I mind. I remember that. Like yes, that. he was in the office. Yes. So here's the funny thing. Later, about or funny thing is five six years later, I go. I I was watching that movie. And I'm like, I'm gonna look that book up. So I looked it up. You know who does narrates the audio book for it? Matt Damon. Huh. And I find that incredibly funny. So then I read it and I was like, Jesus Christ! It's a, it's essentially the history. Uh, Matt Damon. D- d- Matt Damon. <laughs> no, it's essentially the. Uh, I don't do audiobooks because I don't like being read to. I've uh, never, I, I, I've never, never listened to an audiobook. I just can't do it. Ever. It's just it doesn't work for me. I tried, I tried when I used to have a, a like an hour or so commute uh, each way for a job years ago, and I just it just doesn't work for me. Anyway, uh, what essentially people's history of the United States is the um, you take major events in the history of the United States and 
there's journal and diary entries and newspaper clippings of what actually was going on and sometimes it's a different perspective uh sometimes what we what we were what we were taught yeah it's like way different so so the cool thing is is even years later i bought porsche a book that says uh everything everything your history teacher was afraid to teach you and it's kind of like a preteen early adolescent version of a people's history united states and it's fucking amazing. There's just hmm. it's it's one of those like because uh, they don't we t- we they don't talk about you know um, some of the atrocities that were committed from the moment the Europeans showed up here. Yeah. I don't mean the Vikings. I realize they were the first Europeans. I mean the first uh, the, the Europeans to show up in the uh, late 1400s, early 1500s. They don't really they gloss over those atrocities, and that's something that really needs to be fucking. That I mean, like wiping out the Lucayans, like the the Bahamian, the Bahamians, the, uh, totally the, wiped out that civilization. Completely gone, completely gone. There's yeah. there's no one that lives in the Bahamas that is not descended from visitors. Yeah. There's no native people. Well, there. initially, if you're the first one there, you're a visitor. You you know what I mean? No, I know what you mean. You, you know exactly what I fucking meant. Everybody out there knew what I meant. <laughs> Is this a less versus fewer kind of situation? No, 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 no. But I know what you mean. Anyway, I, I yeah. didn't know there was a book. There was a notes a book I read about Christopher Columbus or about the week because we went to the Bahamas a lot. My friends and I were on the East Coast and they uh, had some yeah, property down. Rich white guys in the eighties. <laughs> Shocking. So, do you guys take cigarette boats over there? Uh huh. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's the bro dozer of nineteen eighty five. Uh, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun though. It was. No, I get it, man. It's a lot of fun. But so I bought this uh, book and read a lot, and that, and that's where I learned about the there was uh, the Aleutian Island, the the Aleutian, the Aleutian, whatever the, the Lucayans, what Aleuthera, that what Aleuthera, yeah, Aleuthera, Andros, uh, the Aleutian Islands are in Alaska. I'm sorry, the Aleuthera, yeah, God Almighty, Aleuthera, I'm totally Aleuthera, Andros. Way and quick note: the reason why I know those <laughs> things is from that book, Where's Joe Merchants, because it, it, it okay. takes place all over the Caribbean. Proceed. The, anyway, so the Lucayans, yeah, the probably little short fuckers. Oh, I'm sure. I'm probably about the tall. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they were dealt with by the Spanish, of course. It's too bad, and not just them. Like the Carib, there's there's one, there's one tribe I actually just read about. Uh, that's another thing that's really nice about reading a book um, that I hadn't read in ten years. Now I have a smartphone. I have all that that information. If I don't know something, I used to just kind of try to bookmark it in my head, and then later on look it up. Now I can just kind of stop what I'm doing, look it up, and I can't remember the name of the tribe. But there's a tribe on Hispaniola, which is the island that Haiti and um, yeah, the one big uh, uh, what the fuck was uh, the other country? Uh, Jam- uh, uh, not Jamaica, Jesus. Santo Domingo. Haiti and uh, no. yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, God. oh, I hate myself. <laughs> yeah, it's split right down the fucking middle. Is it Santo what it is? is that, no, I don't know. No, it's right no, down the middle it's almost. Dominican it's right Republic. the vertical Dominic- line, right down the Dominican Republic. Okay, thank you. So half of it is Dominican Republic, the other half is Haiti. The whole island is called Hispaniola, yes. kind of like Britain. The island of Britain is Scotland, Wales, and England. Yes. Anyway, so uh, the original inhabitants of that island were kind of like they were. They were known as the fiercest, like natives in that area. To everybody else until the Europeans showed up. The Europeans, that was one of the only places that they really, the Europeans never really made a lot of inroads into Hispaniola because they just took to the the high ground and defended themselves. So there's, it's one of the only places in the Caribbean that still, still, has, original, still has some original native inhabitants. Call them OEM. Yeah, OEM, yeah, OEM people. <laughs> anyway, so. The so they probably just said, fuck it, we're going to go around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're like, no, all right, fine, we're fine. And then you, you guys have, got this island, we'll just go this And way. it was also Hispaniola, well, Haiti, or where, where Haiti is now, was uh, one of the, 
It was the only, um, or it was the first like uh, black kingdom. Henri Christophe. I mean, he didn't he didn't rule for very long uh, because he was, you know, he, they black. Not because he was black. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, he just kind of took over and he kicked out anybody who was lighter skinned. All of them. Just sure. fucking kicked him. Just kicked him out. It was like yeah. no. He either kicked him out or like here's the thing: you can either go uh, and leave and be alive, or we're gonna murder you. That's it. Bottom line. So you had a slave revolt of you know fifty, sixty thousand slaves that just decided, no, we're done. And it's really cool to read up. And now I've got I ordered that book on Amazon. That should be here day after tomorrow. And that's another thing that came from the book that I was reading. So remind me again, refresh my recollection of how you rekindled your interest in reading again. What what happened? What was the moment? What was the thing? Or did you say I first became obsessed with um, no, the I mean this ocean and everything from reading that and this latest lately I've been looking up more sailboats and this da, da, da. and then some I, I was reading some article about uh, this company that is refurbishing old uh, Grumman flying boats so like the goose and mallard the yeah. whatever uh, and in the main character in the book has an old uh, Grumman goose. And so, he flies that. So I was like, man, I haven't read Where's Joe Merchant in like a fucking decade. So I just happened to look to, I, I thought about it and then the thought went away because I got distracted by something else. And then as I was uh, getting ready for work uh, last week at some point or getting ready to leave the house or something, I happened to, it just caught my eye on my bookshelf. And I was like, I went over, grabbed it and set it on my nightstand. Hmm. And then I started reading it that night when I got home. And that kind of kicked off your and, new and it just, reading it just kicked, spring. Yeah, it's just it's it's little things like that that just kind of kicked so off. So you kind of have a weird job though. So do you um when do you when you normally find the time to read? Normally, when I get to my job, there's something I have to do by eight eight thirty. Have to do it. It has to be done. Has to be filed. Has to be done. Ready to go. After that, other than other than like the odd uh, you know uh, issue that a patient kicks up or having to admit a new patient and enter some some little bit of data entry I really don't have a lot to do other than watch the screens scan every few minutes to make sure everybody's doing all right check on alarms and things like that so normally what I, I am I'm very much a creature of habit so I show up seven get report 730 day shift person leaves um, 730 I'll go and make myself some coffee by eight o'clock, I'm sitting down. I'm doing all my reports and stuff that I have to do. By nine o'clock, I'm done with that. Usually, that's when the laptop comes out. I'll edit the podcast. I'll look at the news and da da da. Last night was the first night in I don't know how long, probably five years, that I didn't do. I, I mean, I did my job, but instead of like you know nine o'clock rolling around, I grab my laptop and start reading news stories of the day and things like that. I pulled my book out and read that until two o'clock in the morning. Gotcha. One one thirty something like that, and then fin- and, and so that's it. the best time for you to. It, it really is, okay. and, I, and I know they people say you shouldn't read before you go to sleep. Man, I did that for a fucking two. Decades. I did it all the time. Well, they say that okay. The, so and I've taught, and this is people that are very intelligent when it comes to psychology and neuropsychology. They say that your your bedroom should only be for um, screwing and sleeping. That's it. Those are the only two things because if you associate more than those two things with the bedroom. You'll never properly do either one of those things that are meant to be in the bedroom, allegedly. So, like that, and it makes sense of on the sleeping angle, like not so much the screwing angle. You throw that out, but that's what that's what sure. I, I've read that time and time again. But man, I've I've read before I go to sleep for years. I mean, we're going back to like junior high days. And and sometimes, just, which is rare when I 
could can sleep, which is really rare. Then I'll pick up a book and uh, it'll it'll put me right to sleep. Sometimes, depending on what kind of book it is, you know, it, it'll it'll almost help me sleep. Absolutely. And then, like, I feel like if you do a, practice a little bit of escapism before you go, uh, before you go to sleep, sure, it helps with anxiety and it helps with like if anybody that has trouble sleeping. I know it does with me. I know you have stated before you don't really have trouble sleeping, but and the off chances that you do pick up a book and read and it'll help you go to sleep. I just I I'm trying to get away. I don't think it affects. Yeah, so it didn't affect my sleep, and it you know didn't affect my sex. You know, <laughs> boom, like boom, we, boom. Yeah. I didn't really you know, the, wasn't like you know, you know whatever. And seeing the book next in the nightstand, and going, honey, oh. I'm trying to finish Angels and Demons. Can you <laughs> stop? Can't. Get your hands off my wiener. <laughs> I've I've never really that never happened. That's not a thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I so it. I'm not sure I agree with these really smart people you're talking about. That and, and you know I tried practicing things like that where I just lay down and try to go oh. to sleep. I, I tried to lay down and go to sleep, and it just doesn't work that way without doing something. I, I, like I said, I'm a creature of habit, and I just I, I for so long I read before I went to sleep. Right. So I've been doing that instead of looking at my phone or reading this. Where I, I I'll read for the past well, almost a week, and I'm like, fuck, man, I I need to be doing this more. And I notice something that my uh, a lot of my thoughts get jumbled up, and I can't maintain a constant uh like train of thought a lot of times i think reading will help that right it absolutely does yeah. like i can feel my brain rewiring itself going oh look joe decided to not be a fucking idiot and started reading again kind of like remapping yeah, yeah absolutely or just kind of waking up those old uh maps neuro pathways these old washes are yeah <laughs> out these there. old washes are like oh yeah it's like the <laughs> did you ever watch who framed roger rabbit yes do you remember the scene where Eddie's like, I got something. And he goes, the Eddie Valley, and he goes back to his car and he pulls out this case in his car and he opens it up and it's a cartoon gun. And yes. he's got six, yep. it's a six years, got these bullets and he's it's like, Eddie Valley, I haven't seen you in nine, three years. And like these old like cowboy guys that haven't, they've been sleeping for three years. That's what my brain feels like as it's waking up. And that's what I feel like is happening. So people go and fucking read. Well, except that you, <clears throat> I know I read a lot of technical stuff. You know, way too much. Of that that's not the same thing, is it? You're saying no. it's not. No, because I read, your brain I, works differently. I read all the time at work when it comes to work stuff, or like I read up on things on how to edit the podcast or make it sound better, things like that. That's different. That's 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 to me that's studying. That's not reading. Reading for yeah. pleasure uh, is different than reading for. And, and so it education. probably works on your synapses or your does. neurons or whatever yep. just differently than it like does. Like right now, the next, I can tell you right now, uh, now that I've finished Where's Joe Merchant, the next book I'm going to go and read is going to be Celestine Prophecy, Prophecy and I'll probably crack that open tonight. Good. And, finish that, please. And I'll have finish it. it in probably the next couple days and then okay. hand it off to you and then I'm going to I'm gonna blow through all my Hemingway because I haven't okay. done that in a long time. I used to read um, Farewell to Arms once a year mm-hmm. and uh, Old Man of the Sea once a year. Old Man of the Sea is an afternoon book. It's like 150 pages. It's nothing. I uh, used to read those, and I know people want to be like, eh, fucking Hemingway was dead today. It's fucking misogynist ass. Yeah, well, okay, I don't care. He's still the, one of the greatest American writers of all time. Yeah. You know, he really is. You cannot yeah, you, discount that. You can't really, uh, and that's a lot of people do, too, that, that I know, that will not see certain movies. We talked about this, I think, because there's certain actors in there. Yeah, like people, I, I don't go along with that at people all. People don't like Clint Eastwood movies because he's too fucking right-wing. Right. He's an old man. Of right. course he's going to be like that. And there are a lot of people that go the same way or the other way. They, they won't watch uh, uh, Sean Penn movies, for example, because, oh, yeah, because he's, he's, a, he's rather left, shall we say. Let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's call it left. throw that out there. He's a little bit left. Yeah, but he's brilliant. He's a good actor. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Yeah. And it's not like he's 
I don't know. I watch his movies sh- to watch his movies. Yeah, I don't know if a Sean is there a Sean Penn <clears throat> movie out there that I don't know about that he's preachy. You, correct. You're right. You are correct. There, yeah. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't think, I don't there, think I'm there saying is one. there's not. Same goes for Clint Eastwood. Right. At the other end of the spectrum, there isn't one. There, there. Like, and I, in and, fact, what's the what's the one? Who he it was a Gran Torino. He was this old codger military guy, but he saved. You know, he hated the gooks, right? Oh my God, slopes. He would say the gooks. The slope, what whatever. You, yeah. When you say something. Of, what do you? What do you? It's spooks. Spooks. That's oh my God. That scene where he pulls up. Uh, he rolls up on those guys. The 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 the, the black guys are harassing the, the like Asian chick that lives next door. Yeah. Is associated with the next door neighbors, and uh, she's not Asian. She's Hmong, which is a subgroup. In China, I should know that, and th- part of Thailand and Laos, I think. Anyway, the Hmong lady, she uh, and, and he's like, "What are you spooks up to?" And those guys did not know how to fucking react to being yeah. called spooks in <laughs> 2010 or whatever when that movie was made. And he does the thing with the fake gun, like he pulls his finger out, yes, and, and he yeah. points at them like he's going to shoot them. And they're like, "You better beat it, crazy man!" And he's like, "I don't think so." And then he <laughs> reaches back into his jacket and pl- actually pulls out a gun. And those guys <laughs> shit their pants. They're like, "This old racist is going to fucking shoot us." But the old racist man turned. I mean, you know, he, he had he a did. soft part in his heart. Yeah. He was going to help the help the people that were getting. And he left the yeah the old. Grand Torino to the the, yep. the monk kid that lived next door. The good the, it turned out to be a good kid. So the point is, even the old man, right wing, Clintwood guy, he's made a movie about. And you know, none of his movies are fucking preachy. Yeah, none no, of them. No, none not, of them are preachy at not. all in any way, shape, or form that I know of. That I could be wrong. There could be like, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think anything that Clint Eastwood's on uh, Sean Penn. Who's the other ones? Uh, 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 uh Susan Sarandon. Uh, oh. her, uh, her, it's her, her dudes. Uh, uh, not he's Anthony. A big, um, he's a big dude. I it's I always get Bill Pullman, Bill Paxton, and that guy mixed up. Andy Dufresne, whatever, whatever. Yeah, is, that that fucking guy. I'm just gonna Andy, call him Andy Dufresne. Dufresne. Andy Dufresne is known for like publicly being very. I love that movie. Very left, super super left. Oh, he's extremely. He and Susan Sarandon. Yeah, it, both exactly. Yeah. Super left, but I don't. I can't. I don't know of a movie that he's been in where he used that as a as a, a sounding board. So it just bothers so people, though, right? Because these people are on the news all the time. They go to these rallies and just it upsets I'm gonna, them. I'm not going to support them. Or the other one that pisses me off is people are like, celebrities need to just shut up and stay out of politics. No. If they're an American, they have that right. Yep. They have that right. They have just as much right to say something as you do. It's kind of almost based on our history, as far as I can tell. Almost, almost a responsibility to it really is if to be you, a little bit subversive. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and the arts have always been like that. Yes, you read through all of Shakespeare shit. Oh, that's another one. <laughs> I gotta read through fucking read some of the old Shakespeare stuff because I'm yeah. rusty on that. Because see you later, Joe. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> a, a trivia night a while back. I missed a fucking Hamlet question. I should yep. never have missed Hamlet because. I remember seeing The Lion King, you know, I was like 12. And I was like, oh, this is great. And my mom's like, it's basically just Hamlet. And I'm like, <laughs> what's Hamlet? It's like Shakespeare. And then mom, here you go. That's one of the things I had a great benefit. My folks have great taste in music. And my mom and my dad both love to read. And my mom's a huge Stephen King fan. So, of course, I had, I was reading the wrong books at way too young of an age. You know, like... Like you mean Tommy Knockers and Four Past Midnight and uh, like um, uh, it? These are the right books, though. They're, they are the right. Yes, they're <laughs> not they're, for your age. They're, they were not age appropriate. Okay. I was like nine, ten, eleven years old reading these fucked up, disgusting horror novels. That's now it's starting to come together for and me. That's that's and that's why I'm all uh-huh. fucked up. You people have no idea what I have to look at and deal with and just pick the brain of. 
See, that's the thing. I keep my neuroses to myself. Paul wears them on his head, <laughs> as we talked about earlier. Speaking of wearing something on my head, which has nothing to do with anything, but we got to wrap this up. Do we? Yeah, we need to wrap it up. All right. Well, so what there. episode was this, Paul? Don't know. And it's a short one, though, because we got shit here. to do. We, 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 it's we, literally, we, we're disciplined. It's short for us, not short for the podcast world, because oh. we're still at an hour, like an hour and 15 minutes. Hmm. Yeah. No, short for us, folks. Sorry, I'm going to be disappointed. You're going to, oh. and we start bitching about it. They want to going to drop the big mega mother of all podcasts on you people at Someday. some point. So what, what's going to happen is somebody's going to bitch and be like, "You guys are only doing like 45 minutes to like an hour and a half podcast." What happened? What, what happened to it? I, you know what's going to happen? What we're going to do is we're going to do we'll call it the Kevin Perry special. Mm-hmm. We're like, <laughs> "Hey, Kev, do you want to have half of your workday eaten up by podcast? You fucking yep. got it. Four hours and thirty seven minutes. There That's what we're sitting on that." Maybe someday we'll be all right. I think even I, I exclaimed at the end of it something like "Suck it, Joe Rogan." Toward the very end, yes, you did say because we suck beat it, his. Joe I think Rogan. we beat his longest podcast. I think I literally went through and looked. His longest one was like four hours and twenty five minutes or something like that. I think it was mm-hmm. the first time he had Neil deGrasse Tyson on. Yeah, and they just like dropped acid and just talked for hours. No, I don't think they dropped acid. You don't need to drop acid no. to talk with Joe Rogan and Neil deGrasse Tyson. But I think you but, said, you, I think you said, yeah, we're at 4.30, whatever. When 4.37. Suck it, Joe Rogan. And it'll be, yeah, it's 4.37 edited with music and everything in there. Yeah. All right, well, anyway, anyway. Uh, before we take off, uh, cartooncasual.com, we have merchandise. We have under underoos for the ladies, various kinds of underwear. We got uh, hats, t-shirts, t-shirts, hats. racer back for the ladies. Racer back, tank tops. I love that Paul knows what a bracer back is. Very comfortable um, uh, material. Now we've uh, we've yeah. Paul is very uh, detail oriented when it comes to certain things. Has to have a nice hand. They call uh, that man. A good hand. Yes. At, no. Yeah. I'm familiar. That's funny that you are too. I love it. Anyway, yeah. CartoonCasual.com. <laughs> Check it out. Get on a Facebook page, or just you know, tell like, us to our like face. and share. Yeah, tell, tell a friend. Yeah, tell your friend. Tell your friend. Hey, listen to this Tell podcast. your parents. Tell your grandparents. They'll love it. Yeah. Um, oh, also. I'm going to try to balance out the age, the demographic here. I'm trying to get some grandparents a, involved. Give a quick shout out to uh, one of Porsche's friends, Mia, who oh, listens to the podcast. No. And Mia, no, she, Mia and a, a few, uh, or a couple other of Porsche's friends, um, Tessa and Wesley, they're all headed to Europe on Thursday. So once you people oh, yeah. listen to this, it'll be tomorrow, Thursday, the tenth or, or whatever the hell it is. No, seventh, ninth, eighth, eighth. Well, it's they'll eighth. they'll have Thursday. They, they're headed to Europe for seventeen, eighteen days, and they will have uh, listened to them before they head over there. They're though. they're well, they're down. Well, I know uh, at least I think Mia said she was going to listen to them. It's like predominantly what she's going to listen to on the flight on, over and back. On the flight over, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So have fun with that I also was a little subversive and I gave me as a voracious reader more so than I've of anybody I've ever met in my life and I so I gave her uh, a David Sedaris book me talk pretty one time which is a great book and I gave her brave new world because I just because I oh my god (laughs) because I because I love uh, shaping the youth of tomorrow sure these are the people that are going to be taking care of us we're in a fucking nursing home and I think that so you're going to have her read that on the way over and no, the way she's back. already read I oh. gave her those books maybe three weeks ago and I was like here check these out this one is really heady you should have already this should have been required reading and I don't know why it's not that's Brave New World and the other one is very funny uh, incredibly sardonic wit David Sedaris so check these out she she already blew through she blew through both of those in like a week and a half. And I'm like, wow. 
it took me like a month to read Brave New World because it's just such a high a lot of high concepts. In the yeah. World. But anyway. But while you're yeah, while you're flying on airplanes, I, a number of people that I know have been traveling or doing all the catching up on our episodes as they're traveling yeah. above the skies or in the sky. Not above the skies? Yeah. In space. In the skies. Above, above the land. Above the Something world. above the world. Traveling, listening to our show. Yeah, absolutely. And I know they're going to, let's see, uh, Wes gave me the rundown. They're going to London, London, Paris, Vienna, Prague, Salzburg, which is great. I think they, I'm, I'm really, Wow, they're going to hit in, how many days are they going? 17 days. It's one of those 17. Things, 17 days, and they're, it's, it's kind of insane, like their, their schedule that they're, that they're keeping, but I'm like, God damn, that's, that's so, so many places to visit. My, my ideal Europe trip would be like one month in fucking France. Yes. Exactly. A month in France, a month in Spain, two months in Italy. In, in the UK. Like Italy. Italy. You know, that's funny. I don't really have too much of a desire to go to Italy. Like I, I do. like I, I I mean I I want to I don't know. Like I don't I, I I there's all these places I want to see because of the history of them, but I've talked to people that are like, yeah, you know what Venice, you know what sucks about Venice? Fucking everything. It's expensive, well, it stinks, Venice it is, Yeah, no, Venice is kind of a, it's you have to kind of see it just to say that you did, but exactly. but in, to me anywhere on the Mediterranean would be fine. Absolutely, and Mediterranean, and the Adriatic. I've heard uh, yeah. from uh, mutual or uh, through friends that have told me that the Adriatic is just abs- anywhere on the Adriatic, either on the like, um, oh shit, Bosnia that like that side, which would be what the west side or the east side, Italy. Either way is just yes. absolutely beautiful. The Aegean. Uh, my friends Jack and uh, Linda just got back a couple weeks ago from Greece, and they went all over. Uh, Athens, Mykonos, like all over the islands, it's just fucking, and, and all over the Peloponnese Peninsula, like just fucking it is, beautiful. It is gorgeous. The pictures are amazing. This is going to be something that I will do. Like if, you have to get over there, man. I would. Now, I haven't been to that area, but I've been to a lot of different areas, and it's just you got to get away. You don't have to get away from this, but you just got to see some other stuff. Any tips for uh, uh, Southern Germany and Austria? For them? that's where I worked was Southern Germany. Yeah, Southern Germany. Yes. Any tips? I don't know. I mean, I live there. I, I, I rented a car Keep when I was mind, done. Keep in like 16, 17 years old. So they're... Yeah. I, I just recommend going to all the high-performance sailplane factories. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would do. <laughs> oh, God damn it. That's funny. And then I can just see one of them like, well, you know, it's funny. Paul inspired me. I, I went to a sailplane factory and... Uh, and the, and that and that's if they I, want to go to Bruxelles, which is off Autobahn Five, I can give an introduction. I, I can have them get a tour of the Glaser Dirks Flugzeugbau uh, glider factory. God bless you, Glaser Dirks <laughs> Flugzeugbau. Yeah, Flugzeugbau. Actually, it's called DG now. Glaser is out of it, so it's DG Glaser. Yeah, Flugzeug is aircraft manufacturing. Flugzeugbau gotcha. bow is maker manufacturer. Whatever. So basically, that area of Europe is really nice. Oh yeah. Okay, cool. Let's get out of here. I yeah, gotta. Yeah, we I gotta need some five-hour energies we, we, now. Paul needs to do fucking old man cocaine, which is five-hour energy. So, yep. the cartoon casual, some fucking episode. I don't remember. Y'all have a good one. Talk to you guys. Later. Bye.
Thank you.